You're listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa de Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So if you happen to be watching this instead of listening, you will see that my therapy pup in training, Ollie, is walking around and you may even hear him. I also wanted to take this opportunity to fill you in on a couple of things that are happening in the land of free to be mindful. I'll mention some links. And if you want to check them out as you're listening to the podcast, as long as you're not driving, you can, if you're on Apple podcasts, swipe up on the cover art of the podcast to look at the show notes and all of the links are there and you can click on them and visit the site while you're still listening to me speak with you. So I first wanted to mention the mindfulness classes for kids, which I've been offering for the past two and a half years. Every Wednesday from 5 to 5.30, I host a Mindfulness for Kids class, which is perfect for kids in grades K to 5. In this class, we talk about coping strategies to deal with those big emotions and actually practice these coping strategies together. I also use music and literature to cover social-emotional learning skills, which tie into the coping strategies that we practice. These classes are short, and they are perfect for kids' short attention spans, and they are a lot of fun. You can find out more about them at freetobemindful.com backslash virtual class. So now focusing our attention onto moms. I am the founder of Amiga Moms, which has the mission to empower 21st century moms through a supportive network and educational events with informative practices to become more patient and mindful moms. So I am hosting virtual and in-person support groups, which is different than therapy groups. And the support groups focus on monthly themes where we come together to discuss on how we can become more patient and mindful moms. The next virtual support group is coming up on February 7th from 8.30 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the in-person group will be on Saturday, February 5th from 9 to 10.30 a.m. If you're interested in learning more about those, you can go to freetobemindful.com backslash Amiga Moms. And then shifting the focus to my other passion project, Mindfulness with People of Color, where we see you because we are you. We hold a weekly live guided meditation on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm so excited to share with you that we are launching our membership community where on top of the live weekly guided meditations for just $9 a month, we are also hosting a, an exclusive monthly podcast, a monthly newsletter, weekly trainings and quarterly retreats, among other fun things throughout a month, which for $9 is amazing. So that price will be going on until March 9th, which is our anniversary and then increasing thereafter. So if you'd like to learn more about that, you can definitely swipe up to check out the link in the show notes. 
So today I wanted to focus on talking about high expectations and I'll be very honest with you. It was a challenge for me to record this podcast episode. If you're a weekly listener to the podcast, you probably noticed that this episode is being released a few days later than it should have been. And the reason for that is because I have high expectations of myself. And when things don't come out really the way that I want them to, which shows how sometimes I struggle with perfectionism and living up to my own personal standards, then things just don't happen when they should. And once upon a time, it used to just be easier to ignore this, not confront it and say, forget it, (laughs) I'm not dealing with it. But now I know that nothing grows out of comfort zones. So I really push myself through the discomfort and those sticky and muddy spots and work through them, which is why this podcast is coming out a few days later than it should have. And when I think of the word expectations, I first think of my parents and have always had very high expectations in terms of behavior and in terms of one's own personal efforts. And then it also makes me think of when I got my first teaching job at the tender age of 21. After going through a few rounds of interviews, the last round was with the district superintendent. And by that point, it just seemed like a formality, but I was still super nervous. And I remember the superintendent giving me a lecture about expectations. And he stated how some of the families really were well off within that district and could provide a lot of motivation at home. And then the other half of the population needed much assistance because those families did not have as many resources. And he harped on, despite where students and their families were from, all of them needed to be held to high expectations. And he explained that this was really important because if we expected little from our kids, then that is exactly what they would give. However, if we expected a lot from them in terms of character and academic output, then they would indeed rise to the occasion. And despite being 21 years old and being super nervous while I was sitting there through this lecture at my first real job interview, I totally got what he was talking about. As a first-generation former ESL student who has a very strong work ethic instilled from my parents, and on top of that, also being a firstborn where I really had to kind of fend for myself in order to make things happen, I remember as the superintendent was speaking, I remember thinking, well, duh, obviously, of course, I would hold my students to high expectations because I hold myself to high expectations. However, as I went through my journey as a teacher and then as a school counselor, there were many times where I recalled this conversation because coming across various educators from various types of walks of life and various backgrounds, I could see how based upon a student's background, perhaps demographic backgrounds or ethnic backgrounds or home life, teachers and other educators would hold them to different expectations. Now, this isn't to say that we shouldn't have flexibility for students who have an untraditional home life or for kids whose family's main concern is really keeping a roof over their heads and foods on the table before they can even think about completing a school project or homework. However, regardless of where or what kind of background students have, their teachers should really believe in them, that they all have the ability and the capability to reach success. 
And this is where the difference of expectations really does come in. Depending on the expectations that teachers have of their students, it really can lead to determining how much kids will grow. Because if teachers think that their students are smart, then the students will have more chances of success. And that is also true for parents. Your expectations of your kids will hinder or will have your kids grow more. And your expectations really assist in others' growth and their ability, their capability, and to what degree others can grow. And as humans in our walks of life, we really need to recognize the expectations we have of others while also recognizing our own needs and why we're expecting so much from people. With effective communications, we can really let others know what our expectations are of them. And this is whether this is a three-year-old person or a 33 or 93-year-old person. It's important for others to know what we expect, but it's important for us to know to have flexibility of others pending on circumstances. And then when it comes to expectations for ourselves, when it comes to in relation to the people that we live work with and love, we may want to ask them, what are their expectations of us? And this is important because oftentimes we may assume that people need and want the most of us, and we may work ourselves or overwork ourselves unnecessarily. It's also good to know what they want and need from us so that we can provide exactly that. And if we cannot, we can use effective communication again to set up those boundaries and let them know what we can do and what just isn't possible at that time. When we don't know this information, sometimes we may fall short. So especially if it's at work or if it's with those that we love, we want to know what they need and expect from us to see if we can live up to that expectation. And then when it comes to how we look at ourselves and the expectations that we have for ourselves, it's a lot based on mindset. If you think, no, I can't do that. And that's too hard for me. And there's no way I could ever reach that goal. Then it's going to be really tough to do those things. If you do not believe in yourself. On the other end of the spectrum, we want to make sure that we don't overdo it and that we accept ourselves for who we are and that we're able to let ideals of perfectionism go. If we want to be better, we need to give ourselves the space and the time to learn and grow to eventually get there. But we also want to remember that perfectionism does not exist. And yes, we can have high expectations for ourselves, but we also want to be realistic with the goals that we have, with the things that we have in front of us. And we want to give ourselves the time and space, not only to learn and grow, but also to live and to enjoy the one life that we have. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, take a breath in. And as you breathe in, picture all of the things that you wish to achieve, the high expectations you have of yourself, where you want to be, 
one month, six months, a year from now. And really think if it's possible, you will do it. Really think if you need to overwork yourself as much as you do, or if you can allow yourself some grace and compassion to just simply do your best. As long as we do our best in any given moment, that's really all we can ask for. And with time we will learn, grow, and achieve. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.